0: All right, what is up, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Awaken Space Podcast. I don't know if you can notice it or not, but I'm actually working on an actual mic for this. Uh, In previous episodes, I was working with literally just my phone and uh, headphones that I can, you know, use a mic, like the, uh, the Apple headphones, that they have a mic on them. And it's interesting because it's actually been pretty decent quality, which I'm super pumped on. Um, but I'm really just looking for, like, much more of a professional setup now, so that's why I'm working with a, uh, another mic, which I believe this sounds pretty rad, (laughs) so I'm excited about that. Um, just wanted to, you know, give that brief message, because this journey as being a, a podcaster has really taken some very interesting turns, and I'm grateful to be where I am, um, I'm grateful to be recording the way that I am, and being able to provide such, you know, value to everyone who listens, because that's what's important to me, of course. Um, so with that said, I've gotten a lot of different requests in terms of stuff to talk about, and I'm really excited to bring this episode to you all. Uh, this is something that I've been very passionate ever since I've gotten into my, uh, spiritual transmut uh, transformation, and, um... It's really great, too, because I had a friend of mine who reached out because, you know, I've always been interested in finding out what it is that people want me to talk about on this uh, podcast, and my friend reached out to me, and he asked me if I could talk about um, the ego, and of course, you know, uh, in spirituality, this is something that's very fascinating to a lot of people, you know, for a very big reason, of course. I mean, it's, it's something that definitely coincides with just the, you know, the very nature of what spirituality is. Um, and so, uh, it's something that really tends to trip a lot of people up. I do understand that there is a difference in terms of, um, the ego in spirituality and the ego in, uh, psychology. There is a difference there. I won't be getting into the, uh, psychological aspects of it. This is mainly, um, about, uh, spirituality altogether, but it really is some very fascinating stuff. And what's interesting, too, is that as a student of psychology, I've kind of made, like, correlations between, um, The whole aspect of the ego in spirituality and the ego in psychology and just the different connections that they all make and how intertwined they all are, it's super fascinating. And um, I'm just excited to talk about everything in this episode. So let's jump right into it. This is episode 57 of the Awaken Space podcast, and this episode is going to be all about the nature of the ego in spirituality, of course. Um, So with that said, you know, What is the ego? And how do we dive into this? The ego is something that can kind of be summed up as like identity or sense of self. Um, Dr. Wayne W. Dyer actually puts it really well. Um, In an interview with Oprah, I believe it was, he Put together the saying because oprah was trying to get a better understanding for like what the ego is and what it all means and everything and so the way that he puts it is this it's an idea that we carry around it says i am what i have i am what i do i am what other people think of me i'm separate from everybody else i'm separate from what's missing in my life And I'm separate from God. I think that the best way to move forward in this episode is to really explore individually everything that Dr. Wayne W. Dyer put together in this saying. Um, So I'm going to look first at uh, it's an idea that we carry around. Um, And because it is, uh, regarding idea that we carry around... This goes back to identity and sense of self. We have an idea for who we are, and of course that is based very much on uh upbringing. I mean that's based entirely on upbringing. You know, all of the conditioning that happens in upbringing. That's really what it's based on. And um it's interesting too because like throughout the trials of my spiritual awakenings and everything that's happened I've really actually begun to realize that, and I know that Jim Carrey also said this, that Jim Carrey doesn't exist, I've also realized that, you know, Chris Banish actually doesn't exist. That's just an idea. It's something that I've been conditioned into thinking is real, and really it's just an idea. And, you know, um, so yeah, it's an idea that we carry around, and we bring it into everything we do. Uh, literally, because we're so conditioned by it, it's basically a program that we're living by. Um, it says, I am what I have. This is very interesting because, in terms of like possessions, which in a uh, I think it was actually the most previous episode, the episode before this one, I talked about how, um, Eckhart Tolle, the um, the spiritual teacher. Uh, The author of The Power of Now and A New Earth talks about how ownership is an illusion. So, like, you know, while the ego has its tendencies to say that, you know, it is what it has, this is, of course, why people get attached to things, and why whenever something happens to the things that people get attached to, or even the people that people get attached to, there is suffering involved, profound suffering Um, it's because the ego says I am what I have and, you know, there becomes this sense of self, you know, like if I were to, um, become identified with this podcast that I put together and, you know, maybe someone or something attacks it. And because of that, I, to some extent might get, you know, um, I might get hurt by it somehow because I have that attachment, I have that, you know, I I don't like to say I have that suffering, I experience that suffering, but it's really about that possessiveness, the identification with the form. Um, So aside from, you know, it says I am what I have, it also says I am what I do. Now this is huge because this also, this makes me think about, there was this term in uh, sociology can't think of it off the top of my head right now but um it's all about role like r-o-l-e you know like role playing um and how different roles can be in competition with each other but it was talking about that on the term of um or on the foundation of you know there's me and there is you know i'm a musician and i am also a um you know i don't know a uh a visual artist, right? Those are, in a sense, two different routes, and there's a, you know, kind of competition in terms of that, but to the extent that we're talking about this right now, I am what I do, and this is saying, like, I am a producer of music, or I am a podcaster, or I am a visual artist, and it's interesting, because What I am is actually not any of that. Those are all just roles that I, you know, both uh, subconsciously and um, just, you know, basically in terms of like something that I enjoy doing, it's identifying with that and as that. Not just with that, but as that, like identifying as a musician. But the very reality of the matter is that it's really not that way at all. What I am is so much deeper than that so much more profound than that and with what I am there's actually this deep interconnectedness between me and all of the other life and so that's you know part of the issue when it comes to this whole idea of thinking I am what I do is because when you think that you are what you do you create this illusion of separation between you and you know, everyone else and everything else. And it's just not the reality of the matter because when you become identified with what you do and you think that that's who you are and then, you know, what you do becomes threatened or attacked by someone because, you know, someone says, you know, you're not a good artist or you're not a good podcaster or, you know, you're, you're not a good runner, you know, whatever it might be, um, then there is that suffering, you know, and, uh, you become attacked by that. And it's just really, it's unnecessary to say the very least. Um, but so there's that, I am what I do. Um, going back to it, there's also, I am what other people think of me. This is interesting too, because, um, I'm trying to remember who it was that said this, but, and I've said this quote in previous podcast episodes as well. I'm not what you think I am, and I'm not what I think I am. I am what I think you think I am. So it's kind of just like a, like, inception of a, like, idea of, like, who and what we are. And, you know, like, whenever, say for instance, you have an interaction with someone, right? And, you know, you try to present your best self to them. But maybe you're not having a great day. And so maybe something happens, and you think that they're starting to think of you in a very specific way because of what happened. This is what the ego does. It creates this idea that you are what this person thinks of you, or what that person thinks of you, or what all these people think of you, and therefore you're kind of locked inside of this program of thinking that this is how the show needs to be run, this is who you are, this is what needs to happen, this is how things need to be moving forward, and... that's that's honestly kind of like the whole foundation of society and how like you know individuals get locked into an identity role and like really feel like they can't you know escape that and like move away from that and they've got to continue being that which they never were it was just always a program and illusion (laughs) so it's some pretty interesting stuff um the next part is i'm separate from everybody else this is also not true. I mean, the reason why it's so challenging for for us to see this as it truly is, is plain and simple. The reason why people think that they are separate from everyone else is because, well, yeah, physically we are. You know, we're not actually attached physically, but energetically, which we are, you know, it's been proven through science that everything in this universe uh, is energy, and that means that we all are too. Um, I don't have knowledge regarding what happens, you know, after this and everything, um, but I do know that energetically we are all connected, so this idea of I'm separate from everybody else, this goes into, you know, a bunch of things we've seen as like, you know, um, like racism, all that stuff, people thinking that there are actual differences in people, and, you know, pushing them away from realizing that we are actually all one, um, that's part of the issue and it's something that really leaves people confused because the fact of the matter is that I know that I talked about this in a previous episode as well there are actually no such thing as races if there are there's only one of course and that's the human race but that's not to say that you know there there's no other intelligent life forms in this universe so that kind of crosses that out <laughs> to be honest but it's interesting because it's just a weird approach there is no biological basis for race. It simply does not exist. It is a social construct. And I believe that W.E.B. Du Bois was trying to debunk that and eradicate it because he realized earlier on, uh, you know, this goes back to um, Darwinism, I believe it is, and he realized much earlier on that um, it was taking that route and... It was just dangerous because there's no ground for its foundation. All right, yeah, I said that right. <laughs> it basically has no ground for existence. It's not what people think it is. So, I'm separate from everybody else. You're not. Become aware of that because you're simply not. We're all connected. We all affect each other on such a profound level. And it's very important to realize that. Um, this is another huge one. I'm separate from what's missing in my life you're not because you are what's missing in your life, (laughs) and anything that you think you need that you actually don't need, you simply don't need, so, um, and if you feel like there is something missing in your life, you know, um, some of the most profound things that we can experience in life are connection, you know, human connection, um, connection with other life, you know, with nature, um, nature is massive, by the way, uh, we need to spend much more time in nature, and so, you know, I'm separate from what's missing in my life. You're not, though, because you might think that you need all these different things in your life. You know, a lot of people feel very, um, what's the word for it? I don't want to say empty. I don't want to, you know, use any words in assuming what people might feel regarding these different things. But the fact of the matter is that what we're looking for, we already have within us. We just have to realize it. We have to allow ourselves to, you know, surrender to it and accept it and, you know, basically allow it and everything. And then this next part, which is hugely important, is I am separate from God. And so, like, this is really not from, like, a religious standpoint at all, um, at all, like, period. Um, in fact, just to really give that a whole foundation, I'm going to say, this quote that I believe, uh, Eckhart Tolle termed, um, spirituality has every, oh wait, hold on, let me make sure I'm saying this correctly, um, just because I know that I could say it wrong, uh, so it's basically saying how, like, spirituality has nothing to do with, that's what it is, spirituality has nothing to do with religion and everything to do with your state of consciousness, and it's really plain and simple, I mean, there, there is no, like, kind of like if ands or buts like that's just the way it is so literally in terms of like the whole god aspect of this it's not at all from a religious standpoint it's from and like like the whole energy aspect in terms of you know a belief in something it's this reality of this whole energy being and the fact that like you know as jim carrey once said you know, we're all searching for God and we all are God. We're all a part of that divine, that divine, beautiful energy that is all connected to everything, all of life. And that's what that gets at. Um, so that in itself is what Dr. Wayne W. Dyer said on, uh, the Oprah show, I believe it was. And it was fascinating too. It was some really cool stuff to really just like, you know, see what he had to say. And it's very straightforward to be honest with you. Um, So, what exactly are the dangers of the ego, or this sense of self? This is a really deep question. (laughs) The dangers of the ego, or this sense of self, are simple but profound. And that is that it's just kind of this kind of like tiny entity that exists in our minds, but really creates profound complex situations that are very unnecessary. And it's that autopilot that conditioned thinking um it is the unconscious tendency to just you know really just have the mind go wild with thought. And the reason why the ego is dangerous is because it creates that idea of an eye of that sense of self of that idea that someone in the environment needs to win and that we all can't win together that's that um in terms of like dangers of the ego or the sense of self regarding like building an identity this is huge. So, this also goes back to what I was saying about, like, you know, someone identifying as a producer or identifying as a visual artist or a podcaster. Um, don't get me wrong, I thoroughly enjoy, ha- uh, you know, being able to work with this podcast and providing value and everything. But what's interesting is that if I identify as a podcaster, Not that this is the way I am, because I'm very in control of my emotions and my thoughts and, you know, how I let people make me feel. (laughs) So, with that, if someone was to try to attack me as a potentially bad podcaster, if I wasn't as aware of, you know, my stance as a podcaster and the value that I add to people's lives, I might actually let them in and allow them to have me think that I'm actually not that good and it would hurt me because there's attachment, there's that identity, there's that, you know, that sense of self, that this is me, this podcaster is who I am, but it's really not. It's just something that I enjoy doing. It's not who I am at the very foundation of everything, it's just something that I thoroughly enjoy doing altogether. Um... So there's that and there's also this too. Going back to the whole thing of, you know, um like I was talking about before with Jim Carrey, um him realizing that Jim Carrey doesn't actually exist. I've also come to the conclusion that Chris Banish doesn't exist. That it's just an idea, uh, you know, an idea. Uh an identity that was created out of just kind of um a tradition of you know, this baby is born and we're going to give it a name. We're going to we're going to give it a bunch of ideas, and then, you know, it's going to be conditioned with belief systems, and it's going to have its own ideas and everything, and it's just so interesting, too, because, um, in the documentary, there's a documentary, uh, Jim and Andy, with Jim Carrey and, uh, Andy Kaufman, where he talks about his experiences with, um, being placed in a role as an actor, and him being a method actor, he was so placed into the shoes of Andy Kaufman that he actually forgot who Jim Carrey was. So he came to the realization of, well, if it's so hard to lose, I mean, if if it's so easy to lose Jim Carrey, then who the hell is Jim Carrey? And it's, you know, it's plain and simple. Um, I think one of the biggest dangers of the ego or the sense of self is building on a concept that doesn't actually exist, never has existed, and never will exist. This goes into individuality, you know, for me, building on Chris Banish as an idea, like, you know, who's Chris Banish? You know, if I start with that, then it goes somewhere unless I decide to stop it for whatever reason. But it's also on this, you know, global standpoint, you know, we look at things like uh, states, borders, countries, all these different things. But what's interesting This also goes back to, like, ego and labeling and sense of self, and, you know, the second we say, okay, there's Europe and there's the United States, there's also this potential for the idea of us against them, which is not necessary because we are actually all one planet, and, you know, these things have been created, these borders, these ideas unnecessarily in our minds, and they don't actually exist, like, there's no actual, like, physicality for their like existence and that's just the fact of the matter so there's that you know that's one of the dangers the other thing is one of the most profound things for the dangers of the ego is this actual illusion of separation. The illusion of separation is what basically keeps us from realizing that we are all one, and that's one of the absolute biggest dangers of the ego because that's what has us believing in these things like uh, races and countries and, you know, me against you, us against them, and it's just unnecessary because it basically prevents us from seeing the truth. so is this, uh, is this ego or sense of self actually worth building on? I mean, this goes back to the idea of identity being so illusory, like, you know, how, uh, Jim Carrey was talking about, um, you know, after playing the role of Andy Kaufman, he basically realized that it was so easy to lose this idea of Jim Carrey. So, you know, with that, he basically, you know, he basically started to think who the hell is Jim Carrey anyway and to that extent in terms of like identity or a sense of self it's really I mean it's kind of self-explanatory but a lot of people still continue building on it every day anyway I mean that's just like that's been like the basic uh, foundation for life Um, this one's huge by the way what does the ego want and whenever I think of this I tend to think about the uh I can't get no satisfaction I forget who sang that but this was something that I was introduced to through uh Eckhart Tolle and it really changed my outlook on the ego because um the ego always needs more because the ego lives in a constant state of insufficiency and that uh quote is actually by Eckhart Tolle himself and it's interesting because you know the way that I used to live before I was, you know um, introduced to this whole idea of the ego and becoming aware of this sense of self is that I was also in a very uh, I don't know what the word for it is, but i was I was in a very interesting state of negativity. you know the the mind was on autopilot, and I was just kind of, you know, sucked into, that tube of negativity and it really spiraled my life into a dark place but that's also due to you know conditioning and everything and it's just really important to be aware of that so the ego just what it really wants is to continue attaching itself to everything and anything and it doesn't care you know all the suffering that can come with it it doesn't care it just it, it wants to it, it wants to you know the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and you know um it tries to promise you that the next moment will be better than the first my friend that uh, requested this episode actually really wanted me to touch base on um the whole unapologetic aspect of the ego and its tendencies to really need to be right and this is something that's interesting too because I was here for a while uh, in terms of really feeling like I needed to be right. And even if I wasn't, you know the, the voice in the head of "You need to be right regardless of what this person is saying was very prominent. and it really um, it hindered my performance not only in relationships but with myself. And it's interesting because we don't always need to be right. Uh, for starters, we're not always right and we shouldn't ever strive for that because it's just, you know, simply unnecessary. The ego is a very interesting entity and it's something that if we become more and more aware of, I think we'll realize how unnecessary it is to live with it so much. And you know, there's also the question of, well, is this, you know, uh, this balance necessary? Is it, you know, is it important to live with the ego, you know, in terms of our you know basic needs and everything? My answer to that is a bit challenging because I think that we can live consciously without the ego and you know we'd live more in terms of like a balance with you know realizing our actual interconnectedness with everyone and everything rather than placing ourselves on top of the pyramid you know we'd be equal to everything and it's really important to see life in that light because that's actually the way it is you know it's I think that the ego tends to be more of an illusory state of living rather than an actual, you know, and it's mainly subconscious and unconscious conditioning throughout our lives, and that's just something also that we need to become aware of. Um, So yeah, that's basically, there's so much more to it, I was just getting into like the very basics of, you know, the ego and everything, I might do uh, part two of the nature of the ego, because there is really a lot to it, and it's just some fascinating stuff, and like I was saying before, um, after reading The Power of Now by, by uh, Eckhart Tolle, that really helped me with some insight and in realizing, you know, once you become aware of it, it changes everything, because you don't continue living the same way, you wouldn't continue living the same way, if, you know, this is another thing too, um, in terms of the ego, One of the biggest aspects of the ego is suffering, because the ego tends to be in states of unconscious disorder, you know, um, reactive noise of the mind being on autopilot and everything. And what's interesting about that is that once you're exposed to the suffering that you go through as a result of, you know, unconscious living, you pretty much are placed in a state of awakening and there's not much turning around in terms of, like, regression (laughs) that you can do, because it just wouldn't make sense. It would be like going back into the Dark Ages, which, you know, of course, we evolve. We're meant to learn and discover new things, and that's just the way that it is. And, um, for me, whenever the, uh, you know, whenever, as Eckhart Tolle coins it, the pain body, which is this entity, um, I... I guess it really is on par with the ego or maybe it is just the ego um this entity of unconsciousness of reactivity that arises becoming aware of that is important because when you become aware of that you're then able to make proper change and uh that's where it all starts that's where people become aware that's where awakening happens that's where we start realizing our connectedness to each other interconnectedness with each other and all of life And it's just really important to live there because that is, like, the true state of us, you know, um, first and foremost. Like, outside of conditioning, everything else is uh, questionable, and I'd like to say a lot of it is very unnecessary. But yeah, that's pretty much uh, the conclusion of this episode. Um, I hope everyone is doing really well. I hope that this time has brought people to... Uh, Go within and explore themselves and figure out what they want in life because it's definitely a really profound opportunity to do that And I think that uh, for myself um, I've definitely been a lot more productive. I've been a lot more creative. I'm getting back into music production, which I'm super excited about and uh, yeah, but on a real note, if you've just kind of you know been relaxed in this time, there's nothing wrong with that. What's important is that we're congruent with whatever we're feeling because when we're not, things get out of order, and we really want to stay in balance with ourselves. So um, yeah, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm super grateful for your presence, and um, yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. Love, light, and peace.